0: Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. You're looking at them and you're saying, hey there, buddy boy or young lady or whoever it is that you're talking to. You don't have to say it like that, but you're just basically that's your attitude. You want to engage me in conversation, you will have to remain calm, factual, and non-emotional. You just stand there and you are the one who is calm, factual, and non-emotional. let's face it we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise we are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives how can we do that powerfully successfully and victoriously those are the questions and this podcast will give you the answers my name is rebecca zong and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life I want you to start feeling your power when it comes to narcissists because the one thing that they don't want you to have is power. They don't want you to feel respected. They don't want you to feel like you are confident. And so that's what I want you to have. They feel like they've got dominion over you. I feel like it's that spider versus fly thing. You know, they catch you in that web, they start sucking all the life out of you and you just feel drained and you feel stuck there. How do you make a narcissist respect you? How does that happen? Well, there are a number of different ways and I'm going to give you 10. You're going to want to watch all the way till the end here because I'm going to give you 10 and I'm going to save the best one for the end, of course. So the first one is that you got to stay a little bit distant from them. You got to, you can't be so close that they know your weaknesses. You know, this is for people who haven't quite gotten into relationship with them yet. These are for people who are. Just kind of reading the room with narcissists, you've kind of started to figure out, wait a minute, there's something going on here. Maybe you've watched my other videos on love bombing, my other videos on, you know, the early relationship warnings of a narcissist, and you're starting to see the red flags. When you see this, this is narcissism guaranteed. That's another one of my videos. And you're going, wait a minute, nope stay the distance, stay a little bit aloof from them because they want to they want to grasp you. they like that chase. If they can't quite grasp you, then they respect that a little bit, right? They want that. They want the shiny thing. Remember, narcissists don't attach themselves to you because you have so little value. They attach themselves because to you because you have so much. So if you stay a little bit distance distant from them, they think, wait a minute. This is something I can't have. So you can't be so close to them that they know your weaknesses because then they use them against you. So that's number one. Number two is stay independent from them. If you're not financially dependent on them, you're not emotionally dependent on them, then they respect that from you. If you become dependent on them, if you become needy, Then that's when they can start ghosting you. That's when they can start giving you that silent treatment. Remember, it's in that love bombing phase, that grooming phase, that conditioning phase. That's when they start to get you to need them. They start to get you to want them. You start depending on that dopamine hit. And that's when they can turn around and start saying, no, I don't want you, no. And that's when you start going, no, I do. And you become dependent on them, whether it's emotionally or financially. And that's when they have that power over you, that control, that, that dominion. So if you stay independent from it, then they don't have that and they respect you for that. Number three is you continue to have something of value That they want, whether it's prestige, they attached themselves to you because of that supply source, you know, that IV that they wanted to attach themselves to or the optics of hanging out with you, you know, that power source, that money source, the influence source, whatever it was. So if you still have that, then, you know, maybe it's your looks. Remember, they are all about how they look to the world. Right. So there's that too, that diamond level source of supply. The next reason why they will continue to respect you is if you're in a position of power over them. You know, they could be a narcissist, they could be the most flaming narcissist on the whole planet. But it, let's say you're the judge in a case. Well, <laughs> Okay, they're going to have to respect you, or maybe you're their boss, or maybe you're the CEO of the company or something like that. Then they're going to continue to respect you. Or it could be that you're the leader of the group that they all hang out in. They're going to respect you for that. Maybe you have more money than anybody else in the group. They'll probably respect you more for that. You know, if you have more power, you have more dominion over everybody else, you've got some kind of gravitas that makes them look up to you for some reason, then they'll respect you for that, okay? So the next reason that they will continue to respect you is that let them believe that you're not on to them yet. Once they think that you're onto them and they know that you're onto them as being a narcissist, then that mask whips off. You become public enemy number one, and they see things in black and white. So if you're not for them, then you're against them. And you know all hell can break loose at that point. And if that's where you're at, then you might want to go ahead and grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at this point, which you can get at winmynegotiation.com. It's a free 15 page ebook, which has helped literally thousands of people win their negotiations. Highly recommend that you go grab that right now. Go get it. It will help you definitely win your negotiation. All right. So that is number five. Number six is to show them that you are of high value, you know, whatever it is in any way, shape or form. You know, whether it's because you continue to give them money, sex, prestige, you know, whatever it is, continue to show them that you are of high value. If they feel like they're going to be lesser in some way without you being around, then they will continue to respect you. So that is number six. Number seven is being friends with people that they want to be friends with. So they will respect you because, you know, remember everything is transactional for them. Everything is surface for them. So transactional surface. So diamond level supply for coal level supply. Those are my words. Diamond levels, how they look to the world, You know, everything has to feed their black hole inside. That whole level supply is devaluing you, controlling you, manipulating you. So it's got to feed one beast or the other. Number eight, making them look good so or feel good. So you're fluffing up their ego. If you're constantly fluffing up their ego, especially in front of other people, then they want to keep you around. But you got to make it believable. If I were you, I would only do this to ethically manipulate that manipulator. So I call it fluff or favor vomit later. Hey, can you do X, Y, and Z? You're so much better at it than I am. You know, and it'll be done so much more fast or more efficient than if I did it, you know, whatever that is. But you're fluffing up their ego like you're fluffing up a pillow. So if you can do that, then that'll make them respect you. But I wouldn't do it all the time because if you're constantly pandering to them, then they won't respect you. Okay. It's got to be believable and it's got to be done in a certain way. Because remember, you've got to set boundaries early on. You got to keep your distance, and you have to have respect for yourself. And always remember, and this is number nine, have respect for yourself. And always remember to remain calm and non-emotional. Because if you get emotionally invested, if you start getting down and dirty and and into it with them, and you start taking their baits, then they won't they won't respect you anymore. So that's number nine. Number ten which I told you was one of the most important ones. This is kryptonite when it comes to narcissists. This is like the absolute thing. When I'm talking about slay, strategy, leverage, anticipating and focus on you, this is why, this is the you. This is absolutely the most important thing. Be authoritative, be confident, be self-assured. If you stand in your power, if you know who you are from the inside out, nobody can touch you. Because you stand in your power, you are authoritative, you are confident, you know who you are. How do you respond to narcissists when they disrespect you? They're constantly trying to bait you. They're constantly trying to get you emotionally Riled up, and they know exactly what to say. You know, a lot of times you've been in a romantic relationship with them, and so they know you, they know exactly what to say, and they constantly disrespect you. It's so, so hard when they're constantly disrespecting you and you're wondering, how can you respond to them? And first of all, why do they constantly disrespect you? Well, they do it because they don't respect themselves. They hate themselves. Remember that people treat other people in a way that is a direct reflection of the way they feel about themselves. Think about that. So you can't take things personally. And I've often said that one of my favorite books is The Four Agreements, which is a super easy read by the way. If you haven't ever read it, it's a very you can read it in an afternoon and it's four agreements that you keep with yourself. And one of the agreements is That you never take anything personally because the fact that people treat people the way they feel about themselves. You know, people feel good about themselves. They treat people well. People feel poorly about themselves. They treat people poorly. And so how they treat people poorly. They treat people, you know, like rap because when they do that, And they build themselves up. When they get that emotional reaction out of you, it gives them a high, it gives them a feeling of value. And so it gives them that supply. It gives them that hit. It's their drug. It's their food. It's their lifeblood. It's their oxygen. And they need an endless amount of it. It's really, really hard. I say when you're getting out of a relationship with a narcissist, you have to kind of start to pivot. You got to turn. You got to turn it all around, shift that dynamic. A power switch, and it doesn't happen overnight. Because if you've been in a re- relationship with a narcissist long term, then it's baby steps. They've been conditioning you, and so you can't just go, "Okay, I'm going to switch it around." So I say, step one, don't run. Step two, make a U turn. Step three, break free. You're switching that dynamic, and then you can, you know, apply my sleigh methodology. If you're negotiating with them, strategy, leverage, anticipate, focus on you. But you can start by step one. Step one is don't run. You put boundaries into place. So, what's the first step? You just put some boundaries into place. One thing that I, one of the first phrases I love to use when narcissists are disrespecting you or you're trying to just get them to be dispelled. You just kind of dissipate them a little bit, dissipate their anger. I love to use the phrase, I agree with you. You have to be careful because if they're saying things like you're a horrible mother or you're a terrible dad or you're a deadbeat or something, you got to be careful because you don't want to say something that's going to they're going to end up using it against you in court or something. You make sure that you use it in this way. I agree with you that that's what you think. You know, so they're disrespecting you. You need to get out of it. You just want to calm them down. You just want to get yourself out of there. So I use terms like I agree with you because they hear I agree and you're not agreeing it. To- Anything. The second one I like to use is I can see that you are upset. And I love phrases like this because you are actually now starting to remove yourself from the situation and starting to observe it as if you are a third party. That way you can start to see them. For who they are. And that really starts to help your healing. It starts to get you on the path to becoming the more powerful version of yourself. You start to remember who you are. And number three is very similar, where you start to say things where you're just observing them, where you say, Your approach is not working for me. Again, you're pushing it back on them. Your approach, it's not working for me. You're going to have to find a different one. You are the one who's upset. You are remaining calm. You are the steady one. It's making them appear to be the one who's the crazy one. You stay steady. Number four, again, is similar in a way. You just say, okay, and just look at them. You say nothing. You don't take their bait. You just observe. Or you could just look at them like this. Mm. Mm, it's sort of like an okay, but, mm like that. Number five, you want to engage me in conversation? You will have to remain calm, factual, and non-emotional. You're looking at them and you're saying, hey there, buddy boy or young lady or whoever it is that you're talking to. You don't have to say it like that, but you're just basically, that's your attitude. You want to engage me in conversation? You will have to remain calm, factual, and non-emotional. And you just stand there there. And you are the one who is calm, factual, and non emotional. Number six, I know that you are hurt. You can say, I know that you're angry. I know that you're upset, or whatever words you want to use, however it is that you want to describe them. But that is not a valid reason for being disrespectful. So you can look at them. You can observe whatever emotion it is that you're observing, right? So they're disrespecting you so you can observe their emotion. Again, you observing, you remaining calm. You're looking at them like as if they're a a toddler having a tantrum on the floor. Number seven, if they're just completely and utterly disrespectful or say something that is completely and utterly like personal or just ridiculous, you can just say, I'm choosing not to respond to that. That's number seven. Number eight, I'm going to have to ask you to respect my boundaries, especially if you have set down boundaries. You've already said, I don't want you to email me at this address or I don't want you to use this form of communication or whatever it is that is a boundary that they've decided to cross and that's a disrespect to you, I'm going to have to ask you to respect my boundaries because they will totally disrespect your boundaries. The next one is, I hear you, not saying anything. You're watching them, you're looking at them and letting them have their tantrum. Just like you're watching the toddler having the tantrum on the floor. You didn't say anything. A lot of times just by saying, I hear you, it got heard and that's what they wanted. The last one is if we are going to continue to communicate, I'm going to have to ask you to speak to me or write to me or communicate with me, whatever it is, however it is that you're communicating at that moment in a way that is respectful. You know, If you are talking, you obviously are saying, speak to me. If you're having a text message or if you're having an email, whatever it is, But if we're going to continue to communicate, it's going to have to be respectful. And then if they don't continue to communicate in a way that is respectful, you have every right to not continue the communication at that time. You do not have to stand there and be disrespected. You don't. And, you know, I've been in situations with other lawyers. I've been in situations where I've had to take it. I mean, especially, you know, with other male lawyers or whatever. And I've been straight up said, I'm not standing here having this conversation with you. We can either wait until you're ready to have a conversation with me when you can be respectful or we can take it up with the judge or an ethics committee if we have to. Sometimes you have to stand in your power even when you're a professional. I'm telling you that you don't have to do this regardless of who they are, even if it's a family member. And you have to find what's right for you. You have to find what's right for your own Mental health and your own sake and your own sanity and your own soul. I know that it's hard, but you know, life is hard. These are the teaching times that we are in earth school as a soul. And you know, I'm telling you that if you don't learn this lesson, the lesson will continue to present itself to you. I've learned the hard way, but you can do this. You can do this with help and you can do this with support. With the support of people around you. You can definitely do hard things, that's for sure. I have a private Facebook group, a support system, which you are absolutely welcome to join as Narcissist Negotiators with Rebecca Zung. I also do have a sponsor on this channel. If you need access to therapy. I have an online sponsor, which is BetterHelp, which you can go to betterhelp.com forward slash Rebecca Zung to access that. And we receive commissions on that. It doesn't cost you any extra. We just want you to have access to resources that we trust. And make sure that you have subscribed here and hit that notification bell as well. We want you to have access to as many free resources as you possibly can. The next video that I want you to watch is how to force a narcissist who's driving you crazy into panic mode. So if they're driving you crazy, you're ready to force them into panic mode. That's the next video I want you to watch. Let's talk narcissists. Let's talk about the five ways to command respect from a narcissist. And I'm going to work backwards from number five all the way up to number one. How can you command respect from a narcissist? A lot of people think narcissists don't respect anybody, right? That's not true. They do respect some people. Number five, the number five thing that they respect is confidence and and people who are self-assured. I say all the time they don't attach themselves to you initially because you have so little value. They actually attach themselves to you because you have so much value. They like to see people who are super confident and who are super assured. And then once they do attach themselves to you, it actually gives them a feeling of more power to devalue and break down somebody who is confident, who is self-assured, because that makes them feel more powerful, by the way. The more confident you are, the more self-assured you are, the more they do respect you. So if you are that way, they will respect you more. They will command a a sense of respect from them. And I do have a whole video called This is the Only Way. To get respect from a narcissist. And I do talk more specifically and more pointedly on some of this. And you you might want to check out that video as well. So number four is keep emotionally distanced from them. Now. This is more difficult if you're already in a relationship with them. This is where you're going to want to start to emotionally distance from them. If you're already in a romantic relationship with them, if you're already in a business relationship with them, if you're already emotionally close to them, This is where you're going to start to decondition yourself. I don't know if that's even a word, but you're going to start to kind of pull back. You're going to start to put those boundaries in in place. You're going to start to move in a different direction or even just stop the conditioning. I kind of in my mind start thinking of it as riding the ship, moving it in a different direction, kind of turning it around so that you're not constantly on the defensive all the time. You're going to start to be on the offensive. You're going to start to show them that, hey, there's a new game in town. That This is not how it's going to go anymore. That you are taking control of yourself and your life, and that you're no longer allowing them to have this power over you. And so you're going to start to be emotionally distanced from them. Your soul is no longer going to allow it anymore. And you know, it starts kind of with these little whispers your soul starts to say, um, excuse me, mm, no, this is not okay. And you start to sort of start to Feel it, you know, your gut is telling you this is not working for you. You know, if you want more help on how to keep your cool against narcissists, I do have a whole video on how to keep your cool against narcissists, and it will definitely help you. So make sure you check that out. And I do have a whole Playlist on self-care when it comes to narcissists. Definitely check that out as well because you do need to take care of yourself if you are in a relationship with a narcissist as well. So check out that whole playlist as well. And you can stay in control. Just start with mantras, you know, they they don't have power over your soul. They don't, no one can help you if you don't believe that you can be helped. Just know that for sure, okay? So that was number four. Now we're going to move on to number three. Number three way to command respect from a narcissist is to maintain your independence. So, so important, Now, if you are already in a relationship with them, again, you know, starting to put those boundaries in place, starting to look for ways to start to create your independence. If you are not already in a relationship with a narcissist or you're starting to get into a relationship with a narcissist, this is when you're going to go, mm mm, I'm keeping my independence financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically in every way that you possibly can. But if you are in a relationship with one already, this is where you're gonna start to look for ways to start to have your independence. Even if it's just, I'm going for a walk today, I'm gonna go take a yoga class today, I'm Going to go do something just for me today, whatever it is. I'm going to read a book on my own, you know, start a gratitude journal, start doing some things for yourself, start having some self care for yourself, whatever it is that you need to do to start having that stuff for yourself. Okay. So that's number three, maintaining your independence. You know, I love the concept of the July 4th thing that declaration of independence you can kind of declare your own independence even if it's just in your own mind where you're just saying to yourself you know what I'm declaring my independence for myself and what does that mean to you and you know when i have people do my slay program which stands for strategy leverage anticipate and focusing on you one of the very first parts of strategy Is creating your vision. And so many times with people, it's like having this vision of what it is that they really actually want is so foreign for them because they've spent so much time, and maybe this is you, just defending yourself against narcissists. It's so many years, it's just defend, defend, defend. You just feel like you've been a turtle on your back you've spent so much time sort of finger pointing and going, they're doing this and they're doing that. And, and, oh my God. And you're just like, you've been assailed so many years by this person that you almost forget. It's almost foreign to you to go, wait a minute, what is it that I want? What is my vision for myself? What is my perfect life? Or you almost feel guilty asking for it, or almost feels strange to ask for it or think about what it is that you want. But if you don't think about what it is that you want, you are certainly not going to get there. You have to almost think of it as a GPS like, where is it that I want to go? What is it that I actually want? Your GPS can't take you where you want to go if you don't program it. You know, the, the GPS in your car it doesn't know where you're going if you don't. Put the destination in. And it's the same thing with your vision. So, you know, maintain your independence, figure out what it is that you want, and then program it. Okay. That's number three. Number two, number two is set those strict boundaries. Actually, do it. Create boundaries, set them. It's almost like set it and forget it, right? Create them, set them. That's the the next way to really, really command respect from a narcissist. I know it's scary. This can be really, really scary if you are in a relationship with a narcissist. They will have a tantrum because they don't want you to <laughs> set those boundaries. but it's sort of like a two year old having a tantrum on a floor you know when they have these parents who've been indulgent or whatever because They think that all they have to do is scream louder, scream longer, and the parents are going to eventually give in. And that's what happens with narcissists. You know, they're essentially toddlers in adult bodies. They think that they have you conditioned to a certain extent and that you will give in eventually if they just have enough of a tantrum and act a certain way. It's sort of like terrorist tactics, right? And so they want you to be afraid of whatever that backlash is. But honestly, the truth of the matter is that if you set those strict boundaries and you stick with them, that they will eventually give in, okay? Which brings me to number one, the most important one. The one that really, really will command the most respect from a narcissist. And that is show them that you are not afraid of them. The narcissist is way more afraid of you than you are of them. I promise you that. And they are getting supply from jerking you around, manipulating you, and all of that. They love to see you squirm. They love to trigger you. They're getting supply from that. They get off on that. They get a high from that. They enjoy it. They love the whole thing of it. And the Fact that they're able to do all of that means that they're getting somewhere with it. And if they can see that they're no longer getting supply from it, if you can cut off that supply source and they get nothing more from it, then they will no longer want to be there. That's how they really, really will move on down the road. And that's how you will command the most respect from that narcissist. And if you really want to command respect from them, if you really want to cut off that supply source, then show them that you're not afraid of them. Show them that nothing that they're doing is bothering you. You know, if you combine all five of these things, keep confident and self assured, be emotionally distant, maintain your independence, set these strict boundaries, and show them that you're not, not afraid, there's no supply there. There's no supply source for, for them. If there's no supply source to be had, then there's nothing there for them to take. I I would say ease on down the road, slither down the road and find another supply source. They're really like vultures, you know, they need to have something there to feed off of. And if there's nothing there to feed off of, there's if there's no fuel, there's no food source, you know, they've got to be feeding that black hole all the time. And if there's nothing there to feed from, then they'll have to move down the road and find it. From somewhere else. So, those are the five ways to command respect from a narcissist. Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take 20,000 breaths a day. And according to the EPA, Indoor air is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air and in some cases up to a hundred times more polluted. And data shows that air pollution is responsible for up to 7 million premature deaths globally. I know for myself, my family has struggled with asthma and so clean air is so important to us and that's why having a good air purifier is so important to us. So what's the solution? introducing an air purifier that has captured the attention of media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more, which is Air Doctor, which filters out 99% of air contaminants such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, and all sorts of things. And it even features a whisper jet fan, which is quieter than all sorts of air purifiers. Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code. Code, Your best life, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to thirty nine percent off or up to three hundred dollars off, exclusive to podcast customers. You will also receive a free three year warranty on any unit, which is an additional eighty four dollar value. Lock this special offer by going to a i r d o c t o r p r o dot and use the promo code Your Best Life. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store, from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bestlife, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com. Dot com slash best life to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash best life. Coming up, more on negotiate your best life with Rebecca Zong. Nobody has the right to speak to you in a way that's disrespectful. I always say, you know what's negotiable? Contracts, issues, terms. You know what's not negotiable? Your self respect, your self esteem, who you are. Are you struggling with a narcissist in your life? Whether it's a family member, a friend, a business partner, soon to be ex whoever it is are you ready to shift that power dynamic but you're just feeling like you cannot win like everybody is believing their lies and you're just feeling like there's just no way that you can shift that power dynamic I've got a brand new masterclass for you I'm sharing all my secrets and so that you can finally take back your power and break free from this hell emotionally physically and spiritually. I've never done this free masterclass before. Go to break free from hell and sign up. Come be with me and get my secrets so that you can finally take back your power and break free, break free from hell. And let's do this. Take a listen to our archive, where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. But everybody else thinks that they're so nice. Everybody else thinks that they are so nice. But there's always that that slight condescension, that slight sort of superiority, a slight thing, but yet... Everybody else thinks they're wonderful, thinks they are amazing. You know, it makes you feel like you just always feel like crap. And now we return to today's show. I want to give you everything that you need to finally Power through and break free from that narcissist. It's just so exhausting. And they make you feel small. They make you feel like you're going crazy. They make you feel paralyzed and know that feeling. They literally suck the energy out of you. And, And especially the ones that are like, you know, really, really good at it. The covert narcissists are the ones that are really good at it. You know, where they have what something that they call that we call plausible deniability, which means that they have this ability to literally do things where everybody else in the world thinks that they're amazing, wonderful, good human beings, and they can keep themselves looking pristine, perfect not a hair touched on their head. So when you go to tell people what they've done, everyone else goes, "Mm, I don't know, that doesn't seem so bad. Or maybe you're blowing it out of proportion or maybe that was inadvertent. You know, they seem like such a good person. They seem so nice. So you end up seeming like you're the crazy one or you're contributing to it too, or they spin it around so that they seem like they're the calm ones and you're the ones out of control. And they do this so that the marriage counselors are on board with this plan too. I mean, it is unbelievable how good they are at this. So if you really want to be able to spin this around, you really want to be able to to stop this craziness. You want to be able to disarm the narc. And by the way, I've got a whole download that goes with this. Go to disarmthenarc.com so that you can get your own download that goes with this. Get your own phrases so you don't even need to make sure you write all this down. because. I'm going to just give it to you. Just go to disarmthenark.com so that you can just download it, all right? So here are your 20 phrases. Ready? Number one, I'm not going to tolerate your behavior. I'm not going to tolerate your behavior. You can just say that and you don't need to scream it and you don't need to yell it. And you don't need to say it in any sort of fashion. You don't need to have tone. If they're screaming, they're yelling, they're saying things that are in, in any way, you know, you're not feeling good about it. You just need to say, I'm not going to tolerate your behavior. Here's something that I'm going to say to you. There's certain things that are negotiable and there's certain things that are not. Here's what's negotiable terms of contracts. Here's what's not negotiable your self respect. So, you know, you can just say, I'm not going to tolerate your behavior. So that's number one. Number two, you can say, I'm not going to allow you to speak to me that way. If you're not feeling comfortable with it, they're speaking to you in a way where they're degrading you, they're talking down to you. They're disrespecting you. they're yelling at you. You can just say, I'm not going to allow you to speak to me that way and you don't have to. That's the beautiful thing. Nobody is holding you hostage. You can get up, you can walk away. And even if they yell, you know, you don't get up, don't walk away. It's okay. It really is okay because you have your self-respect. So you can just say, I'm not going to allow you to speak to me that way. And you don't have to. So that's number two. Number three is I'm not going to let you treat me like this. You know, again, I'm telling you right now that narcissists, the people that they respect the most, are the people who don't allow them to treat however they want. You will start to see a shift in how they treat you. They may scream, they may yell, they may act like they don't like it, but you will start to see little shifts in their behavior. You have been conditioned by them and you need to start conditioning them back. So when you start to say, I'm not going to tolerate your behavior, I'm not going to allow you to speak to me that way, and I'm not going to allow you to treat me like this, things will start to change. The next one is, I deserve to be treated with respect. So you're drawing a line. You're saying, I deserve to be treated with respect, and you're letting them know there's a new game in town. Things are different now. I give people a three step process. Step one, don't run. Step two, make a U turn. Step three, break free. You're no longer walking backwards. You're pivoting. You're, you're, you're walking forward now. And as you're making that pivot, you're going to start to present your offers. You're going to start to speak. You're going to start to stand up for yourself. And as this process unfolds incrementally, step three, you' you're gonna start to break free. Number five, you need to stop this immediately. You know, when you start to create boundaries, that's when they start to realize that there is a new game in town. So in that vein, you're no longer saying you can contact me in fifty seven different ways. You're saying you only get to contact me in one way. Maybe it's just through text message. Maybe it's just through email. Email is the best, by the way. There's a time and date stamp. Everything is documented the right way. You need to stop this immediately, number five. Number six, I'm warning you, if you don't stop, I will take action. Is it a threat? Yes, but you are going to follow through with it. What kind of action? Who knows? You may call your attorney. You may call the police. You may leave. Who knows what that action is? But action means action. You need to follow through with your action. Whatever that is, you've got to follow through with it. Because if you don't, they will never believe you ever again. That's number six. Number seven, this has to stop now. If it doesn't, what are you going to do about it? Number eight, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. And if it doesn't, Stop. What are you going to do about it? Number nine is similar. Enough is enough. You know, when things aren't happening the way you want them to, what are you going to do about it? The next one is, I can see that you're upset. I like when you can start to observe their behavior. I like when you can start to take yourself out of it and just start to watch them because that will help you no longer be baited by them. The more you can start to do that, the less you will be dragged into their conversation, the less you will feel like you're sucked into that vortex of insanity. The next one is you're out of line and you're just letting them know you are not in a place that I feel comfortable. So that's number 10. Number 12 is you're crossing the line. Number 12 is you're letting them know that you had set a boundary and they're no longer on the other side of that boundary. You're crossing the line. You're crossing the line that I have set for you. So I'm I'm not allowing you to pass that that line. Number 13 is you're pushing your luck. You're pushing your luck. Number 14 is you've pushed me too far. You've pushed me too far. Number 15 is if you don't back off, I'm going to take action. And again... I want you to actually take action. I want you to actually take a look at the options that you have and actually take action based on the options that you have, you know, whatever they are. So, you know, if you're in a court case, then you can take a look at the cases that you, you know, the options that you have in your situation. But, you know, if you're if you don't have a court case, then, you know, take a look at whatever your, your you know, your options are, but, you know, just take a look at should you file a motion, should you, you know, leave or whatever it is that you have, you know, your options are. The next one is you might want to consider. So, in other words, you are just saying something to them about what they may want to consider based on what's happening in front of them at that moment. The next one is you have every right to your opinion. It's fine that they have their opinion, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's your opinion which is fine. And then the next one is, that's an interesting perspective. You're just observing, again, their behavior. That's an interesting perspective. And I love that one because it's observing what it is that they said. You're not getting involved with whatever it is that they said. You're just saying that's an interesting perspective. And it just keeps things neutral. The next one is, your anger is not my responsibility because a lot of times they want to say, you made me, you made me angry. This happened because of you. And this pushes it back on them and says, hey, you are angry Your anger is not my responsibility. You know, just the same as if you're angry, their anger is not your responsibility. Somebody can choose to get angry or choose to stay calm. Nobody's anger is anybody else's responsibility but their own. You know, how you choose to respond to a situation is everybody's own responsibility, own choice. And that is such... An eye-opening thought really is very eye-opening about anger. And the last one is one of my favorites, which is I agree with you. Now, you got to be careful with this one because you don't want to say I agree with you that I'm a horrible mother or a deadbeat dad. But I like to say I agree with you on certain things because you can say I agree with you that that's your perspective. I agree with you that that's what you think. Because, you know, it's a way to kind of calm somebody down in a way, because you're you're saying I agree with you, but in a way, you're saying you're you're not agreeing to anything. And I love being able to do that. I love being able to say, I agree with you and agreeing to nothing. It's kind of a, a trick. In a way, it's ethically manipulating the manipulator. Because you're you're actually saying, "I agree, and you're agreeing to zero. So I'm just gonna throw in a couple more for you, just for fun to say that you have a few more. A few others are okay, okay, and you just say nothing. You just acknowledge that you spoke that they spoke and take no bait. You just say, okay. And, and like the less you say, the The more they just want you to say more, and you said nothing. You just, okay. Another one you can say is is, you know, using we phrases. like we can fix this or we can work on this because that kind of diffuses situations as well. Another thing that you can say is, "I hear you, you know, because I hear you just acknowledges that you're hearing them and that makes people feel better because you're acknowledging them it it, it acknowledges what people are saying and it, you're not defending yourself and you're not fighting back you're just acknowledging what somebody is saying so it's it's a good thing to do sometimes and you can say you can also say i'm sorry I'm sorry, that's what you think. I'm sorry, that's how this is going. I mean, it's not really saying I'm sorry at all. You're just saying, I'm sorry, that's what you think. Or the other one you could do is what I hear you saying. And then just sort of repeat what they say. All right, so here are 10 phrases that stop narcissists. All right, number one is I agree with you. I agree with you. This is one of my favorite ones. This is one of my favorite ones because it will actually tell you how to you know, basically shut down a narcissist and stop that narcissist in a way that's basically, I know you're saying I agree with you and you're like, what? Hear me out on this. What the rest of your sentence is going to be, is going to be, I agree with you that we can't agree. I agree with you that that's what you think. You just have to be careful that you're not going to say, I agree with you that uh, obviously that I'm a deadbeat mom or whatever. But you can say, I agree that that's your opinion. I agree that that's what you think. You're basically agreeing with nothing. They hear I agree and it, it just stops them. Because what else are they going to say at that point? Our empathic nature is to want to feel things. We want to give vulnerably. We want to be in conversation. We want to have resolutions to things. You're not getting that. So that's the first thing that you need to understand here. You're not going to get a narcissist to acknowledge you. You're not going to get closure. You're not going to get them to see your side. But what you can do is start to have boundaries. What you can do is start to have protection of you, protection of your feelings, protection of the toxicity. And that's what you need to start doing. One of the things I say is step one, don't run. Step two, make a U-turn. Step three, break free. So that first step, that first step of don't run, that's where you're creating those boundaries. That's where you're starting to say, I, I need to put up some walls here. I need to start having some place here where I'm not having all this toxicity in my space anymore. Okay. So I agree with you that that's what you think, but you know, you're having a boundary there. And also if you go to disarmthenark.com, you can get, there's some of these, but there's also more free phrases for Disarming Narcissists that will help you so much. So just go to disarmthenarc.com and you'll get free phrases for Disarming Narcissists, my gift to you. I'm not gonna argue with you. That's number two, I'm not gonna argue with you. And if you just say that, I'm not gonna argue with you, what can they do? I'm not gonna argue with you. In other words, if somebody's pushing on you and you're not pushing back, you just take it away. It just falls away. I'm not gonna argue with you. They're looking for that supply. They're trying to bait you. They want that, they need that. That's their food, it's their lifeblood, it's their oxygen. And if you're not giving it to them, then there's nothing they can do, right? I'm not gonna argue with you. That's number two. Number three is, I can see that you're upset. You're starting to take yourself out of the equation and starting to look at it as if you are a third party. That helps you so much. I just recently heard it referred to as go to the balcony or something like that. You're taking yourself out of it. You're like getting a breath of fresh air. You're breathing. Mm, You're going outside. You're taking a look at it. You're looking, you're surveying. You're looking down at the lawn. I can see that you're upset. You're just looking at them. It's like looking at a two-year-old that's having a tantrum on the floor. Okay, I can see that you're upset just observing them. Number four is I hear you. A lot of times they just want to be heard. They just want to be seen, heard, and understood just like all of us do, but narcissists like so much more so than others. Okay, so I hear you and it just stops them. Number five is just say, thanks for the feedback. Trying to bait you into saying something. I saw that you did this and you can't be doing that. And you're this type of a person. Just, oh, okay. Thanks for the feedback. Like if you go, what? I'm not, uh, that like feeds it. You don't defend yourself when it comes to narcissists. It just gives them credence. It just feeds it. Even when they file motions in the court. Is that evidence? Number six is that's an interesting perspective. It's again, like, thanks for the feedback. It just stops them because there's nowhere else to go with that. Number seven is once you've created boundaries, then you can say, I'm going to have to ask you to respect my boundaries. It gets you a little bit more. You're pushing back a little bit more, may feel unfamiliar. It's unfamiliar to them too, but it's good for you. It's good to stand up. Number eight, your approach is not working for me. Oh, I love that one. I love using it and I love hearing it when when people have used it. This approach is not working for me. I've used it myself when I've been practicing law. This is not working for me, this approach, especially if somebody's extremely aggressive. I've used it in negotiations. Number nine is just say okay. You know, especially if they say something that they think is going to be extremely inflammatory. I want a divorce or I want, you know, just say, Oh, okay. And then what are they gonna do? I'm cutting you off financially. Okay. You know, when they throw out these threats or whatever, and you just say, Okay, there's nothing else more than they can say. There's there's no more threat there. There's no more leverage. And number 10 is. If we're going to continue to communicate, I'm going to have to ask you to speak to me in a way that's respectful. You're going to have to be respectful. Be respectful. Nobody can argue with that. And if they do, then you can get up and walk away. Nobody has the right to speak to you in a way that's disrespectful. I always say, you know what's negotiable? Contracts, issues, terms. You know what's not negotiable? Your self-respect, your self-esteem, who you are. Hey there, I'm Rebecca Sung, and I'm an attorney, and I help people negotiate with narcissists. And if you want In narcissist respect, I'm going to give you eight ways to get it, but there are things that you've got to stop doing if you want a narcissist respect. Number one, you've got to stop doing things for them that they can easily do for themselves. You've got to stop enabling them. I know that it's hard because especially with the fear factor, if you're dealing with a narcissist, they expect things. You've been conditioned by them. You know, if you've been in a longer term relationship with them, they have been getting a certain amount of what we call narcissistic supply from you and They expect you to do things for them. I mean, you're kind of like sometimes like their janitor in a lot of ways. They expect you to be a certain person for them in this relationship. And even if you resent it, even if you don't want to do certain things for them, you know, they kind of have set things up in a certain way. You know, you kind of have to do certain things for them. As you think, but if you enable that behavior, then they no longer respect you. You've got to stop doing things for them that they can easily do for themselves. You know, what happens with narcissists a lot of times is that everything is kind of optional for them, you know, and you don't get that. You don't get everything is optional for you, but everything is kind of optional. For them, you've got to stop that if you want them to respect you. And they respect people that they have to, you know, kind of work for. You've got to stop doing things for them that they can easily do for themselves. Let them know, no, I'm not doing that anymore. You have to do that. You have the ability. So stop enabling them. So that's number one. And I'm going to give you seven more. And as we work up, it's going to get even harder and harder. You're kind of like dealing with a toddler. You know how with toddlers, they have tantrums and. They, with toddlers, they have to feel like they have to scream louder, scream longer, and feel they're kind of like giving the parents sort of the side eye as they're screaming, going, mm, Are they watching? Are they watching? Because if they're watching, they're seeing if they're going to get that thing that they want as they have the tantrum. You know, maybe I just need to kick my legs this time. Maybe I just need to throw things this time a little bit more of a tantrum, that's what's happening. But if they don't get what they want, then they actually start to respect the parents. That's what you're doing. Okay. Stop doing things for them that they can easily do for themselves. That's number one. Number two is You've got to stop seeking validation from them. Stop putting yourself down. Stop going, Oh yeah, I'm not very good at that. I know I'm not really all that smart, you know, or stop caring what they think of you. Stop looking for their opinion on things. Just go, you know what? I can do things on my own. I don't need your validation. I don't need you to believe in me. I don't need you to think that what I'm doing is a good idea. I don't need you to think that I'm smart or I'm attractive or that I I'm good at what I do. You know, a lot of times I've seen women, especially, want to start a business or start something new or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, whoever it is that's their significant other will say, oh, that's a stupid idea or you're not very good at that. And, you know, in fact, I actually was just having a conversation with somebody. Recently, who just said to me that, you know, she had been an actress or something like that. And her significant other said, you know, you're not a very good actress, but you know, here's something that's interesting. She ended up becoming a writer instead because this person said to her, you're not a very good actress. So she ended up doing writing and she ended up winning all sorts of awards because this person said that she wasn't a good actress and she ended up becoming an amazing writer and winning all these awards. But you know what? She she kind of got the better of him. But you know, she really needed to just not listen to the guy anyway because, you know, here's the thing. People only treat people the way they feel about themselves and narcissists don't like themselves. And that's why they treat people poorly. If somebody feels good about themselves, Themselves, then they treat people well. If somebody feels poorly about themselves, then they treat people poorly. You know, so you can't take it personally. So stop seeking validation from them. Stop putting yourself down. Stop caring what narcissists think about you. They actually respect people who don't care what they think about them. Okay. So if you want the narcissist respect, stop thinking what they care about you. By the way, if you're trying to negotiate with a narcissist, you know, they're they're not going to want to negotiate or or communicate or whatever with somebody who's like constantly putting themselves down, you know, they are they're, they're they're gonna want to try to negotiate with somebody that they respect. So the more you start Laying this foundation now, better it's gonna be for you as you go through this process. And by the way, I do have a free negotiation worksheet for you at crushmydeal.com, which you should definitely get. So it's it's a free 15-page ebook and you know it will definitely help you. And I upload brand new videos here on this channel every single day and you should definitely subscribe to this channel and hit that notification bell if you haven't done that already too. All right. So the other thing that you should do, the next thing, the third thing, and we've got eight things here for you, is stop trying to be someone that you're not. One of the things that scares a narcissist more than anything is authenticity because they are so fake all the time that you being an authentic person is you know something that really throws them off you know they don't know how to deal with that they don't know how to deal with authenticity genuineness you being who you are you standing up for yourself you respecting yourself you loving yourself those are all qualities that they don't have and you know they feel empty inside so you being who you are standing in your power is something that they will totally respect so stop trying to be someone that you're not number 4 stop making excuses for their bad behavior just stop doing that because you are actually Ignoring their red flags, then you're actually defending their red flags when you do that. So stop making excuses for their bad behavior. Stop defending them to others. When you say things to other people, like they had a bad childhood, they had a stressful week, they've had a stressful year, they are just making fun of me because that's, you know, a joke that we have between each other. It's okay if they put me down. You know, because that's our joke. You know, that that's not okay. Stop making excuses for their bad behavior because that doesn't make them respect you. That allows them a pass for their disrespect, their disrespectful behavior. Number five, stop trying to control them. Leave them be. You know, they're not they're never going to be controlled. So you need to stop trying to control them. You need to control yourself. You need to leave yourself, leave them on their path. Let don't allow them to control you, but you also need to stop trying to control them. You need to be in your path, in your world and be independent because that will allow you the the a freedom to start shifting that dynamic right step 1 don't run step 2 make a u turn step 3 break free That's what I say all the time, right? If you're going to start pivoting, you're going to start shifting that dynamic. You want to start being on the offensive. You want to start to slay, which is my slay methodology, strategy, leverage, anticipate, and focus on you. Then that's what you have to do. All right? All right. Number six, stop letting them manipulate you emotionally, which is stop taking that bait. Stop taking everything they say or do personally. As I said, People who hurt people, who who are hurt, hurt people. So when you say things like, they're making me feel, they make me feel bad. You are making yourself out to be a victim because you are In that space of of allowing them that power to say, they get to dictate how I feel. And don't give them that power, okay? Number seven, stop giving them your time and your energy if they're not worth it. Because they're not. Don't try to change them. Don't, don't say that, you know, you can love them back to health or you can, you know, you don't need so much love. I've actually heard people say that, you know, I didn't get that much love as a child. So I don't need that much anyway. And I have all the love to give and I will be able to to give them everything. You are going to just end up depleted. What happens with narcissists is they have this black hole inside of them. It can never be filled. They're like starving, gasping for breath, desperate for air. It's scarcity mentality to the extreme. And they're in survival mode all the time. And, and, they have this black hole that can never be filled. And and they want you to fill it. And while you might want to fill it too, it can never be filled. And so you're left feeling totally and utterly depleted, yet they're still starving. And so you're just exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And they're just like, energy vampires, soul vampires, and it's not worth it. You'll never, ever, ever be able to satisfy that. And you'll never, ever, ever have your needs met, ever. And you're so much worth so much more than that. And your soul knows it too. And it's in there screaming to get out, So number eight is if you really want a narcissist respect, this is going to be the hardest thing to do, the hardest thing to do, but it's the most important. This is the most important step. You've got to walk away and never look back.